Hey everybody, welcome back to the Shea Station Podcast. It is episode 88. It is Monday, August 8th, and it is the good news. The Mets have taken four out of five from their division rival, the Atlanta Braves, at home. It was an absolutely electric weekend. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jolly Olive, a.k.a. Jack. Joining me is Jerry Blevins, as always. I'm going to give it my all, energy-wise, but I'm pretty gassed from a fun weekend at the warehouse. You guys are going to find out what we were doing soon. Jerry, how was your weekend? My weekend was not as fun as yours, but uh, on a baseball front, it was <laughs> great, man. Uh, Five-game series, a big one. You know, uh, before we went in, I was like, look, it's not everything. And it's still not everything. Like the Braves are still the same team that, that we thought they were. We've made a couple of statements against them, but uh, it's still not out of reach. But the Mets threw some threw, threw some haymakers there, um, proved to be, you know, at the time, I don't want to say the better team, but they stepped up to the plate uh, and showed who they were. They showed their colors, man. They 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 beat them up. I like that you're able to stay based and grounded after such an electrifying weekend because felt like everything to me. Felt like the grandiose <laughs> statement we've been waiting for. Uh, it was a statement. I'll give you that. For sure, you know. it was a statement. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Mets take four or five. Uh, the offense was really alive in pretty much all of these games. We got two of maybe the best pitching performances of the entire season from Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom in the final two games. We are going to dive into all of that, and there are no ads. So you want to go right in, Jerry, with game one? Let's do it. Let's freaking do it, man. I got game one. I got three wins to talk about today. What a world Shocker. we live in. Hell yeah. All right, game one. The Mets walk into City Field against the Braves. Carlos Carrasco is on the mound, and they get started early. Starling Marte and Francisco Lindor. We're going to talk a lot about Lindor. They uh, get on base to set up an RBI base hit for Pete Alonso. So they go ahead. Uh, Vogie's double play ends that rally early, but it's one nothing Metsies. Tyler Naquin, one of our three big bats acquired at the deadline, makes a statement in his first at-bat at City Field. A solo home run he crushes to right center field. Mets go up 2-0, and they keep adding on later on in the third. Pete Alonso and Dan Vogelback go back-to-back off right. Back-to-back home Home runs, 5-0 Mets in the third inning. The Mets wouldn't use a lot of long ball game uh, in this entire series, but a lot of home runs in the first game for sure. Uh, the Braves claw back, though. Good offense over there. Darno's single and a wild pitch set up a Michael Harris RBI single. Acuna smacks a two-run homer off Cookie right after to make it 5-3 to three in the fifth, but Cookie still turns in a six-strong inning quality start. Six innings, three earned runs, four hits, one walk, six strikeouts, one home run on 89 pitches. He's having a marvelous month and a half since July. Tyler Naquin, he's not done yet either. He goes oppo for his second home run of the game on a low pitch that he just dunks to left field. I'm still not sure how that one got out. It was a huge insurance run, though. Uh, Mets are up. They get the first two outs in the eighth, but Otto surrenders a pair of hits for a run. It's 6-4, to four, and Edwin Diaz is called upon to get six huge outs in the eighth and ninth and he is up to the task he uses 28 pitches to get three strikeouts and seals a massive win for the Mets in game one setting the tone for this huge five game set the Mets win game one six to four that was a great game uh the big home runs huge Alonso doing his thing um good job by Cookie 
and the Mets got to a really good starter in Kyle Wright. Yeah. Uh, so that was a good statement. Anything you want to cover in game one? Kind of feels like really long ago now. Like I was reading the recap and I was like, oh yeah, that <laughs> it was emotionally I I was like, ages ago. Naquin had two home runs. I totally forgot about that. I forgot <laughs> about that too until like going through it in my notes this morning. It was literally Thursday, you know, like it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. But Jerry's got from- game two and what happened in game two as always, Jerry? Game two. The blackout game, Taiwan Walker. This was a big one. Uh, Stepping up against Ian Anderson. Uh, Top of the first, Dansby with a one-out double. Uh, Taiwan Walker then catches a spike, kind of jams his hip, uh, and then that kind of summed up his outing. He, the Mets dropped. He, the Braves dropped a four spot on him in the first. After Matt Olson follows that uh, Dansby double with a double of his own. Riley gets hit by a pitch, and then Eddie Rosario hits a three-run homer in the first. That kind of sums up his his outing. Taiwan Walker, one plus because he gives up another four spot in the second without getting an out. Um, had a rough day. Didn't use the hip as an excuse. In fact, he said it didn't matter. He was not good. Couldn't throw his slider for a strike. Couldn't spot his fastball. No excuses in his post-game interview. Great stuff. Gave up eight in one run or one inning. Taiwan Walker gives way to Trevor Williams, TW to TW. And Trevor Williams does a very admirable job going four strong. But uh, the Mets drop going down eight nothing. Um, and then in the bottom of the second, two quick outs. Uh, Tyler Naquin gets a single. Guillaume Nito. Uh, Nemo comes through with RBI singles. Uh, no, 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 no. Sorry. Uh, eight to one. Bottom of the fifth. Lindor one out single. Alonzo singles. First and third. Vogelback K's. McNeil two out RBI single to make it eight to two. Um, uh, Mets ended up going down basically uh, without a huge fight. Game two ends up losing nine to six. Uh, the big thing was the Mets left 10 men on base. They tried to claw back. They end up losing uh, later in the game. They were within a few, but they just couldn't punch it through. Tywin Walker uh, had his roughest outing uh, this season easy. Trevor Williams does a great job saving the bullpen in a five-game set with a doubleheader. The next day, he goes four innings, didn't allow any of his own earned runs. Um, He tossed 17 consecutive scoreless innings in his last five games, which is huge. Uh, but the Braves got to the Mets, made them use their arms, uh, a huge advantage in a five-game set, but they lose 9-6 to six in Game 2. Of course they lose Game 2 because it's Game 2. It's just biblical at this point. It's, it's part biblical. of the season, you know? Yeah, uh, but they, they, they fought. The offense fought back, got within a couple of runs, and then just couldn't do it. Uh, eight, eight runs, an 8-0 lead after, you know, basically three outs is a tough thing to overcome. They fought. They didn't give up, but it just couldn't come back. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good takeaways aside from Taiwan's blow up. We don't know how injury related it was, but I do like that you mentioned that he didn't make a lot of excuses. He owned up to the poor performance. Uh, the Mets tried to make it interesting. Darren Ruff hit a nice two run double the opposite way. Uh, the Buck used Escobar in a really good pinch hitting spot. He came through with an RBI single. Uh, Trevor Williams uh, bailing out the bullpen was huge because we had three games in two days following this, so we needed uh, at least four innings from him. That's exactly what he gave us. And uh, in an 8 nothing game at one point, the Mets did make the Braves use a lot of their main guys. Reisel pitched in this game. Kenley pitched in this game. And that kind of set the tone Minter. for the Mentor. Mentor got Minter the huge job. Well. He got Canna yep. looking in the sixth. 
uh, which was huge. That was a moment I got lost in my notes uh, because I apparently I can't write clearly. Okay. So I got lost, but uh, he, he punched out Canna on a nasty fastball away looking uh, like 97. Uh, that was pretty much the game there in the sixth. Yeah. Uh, Jeff McNeil got a solo home run in the ninth. Nice little quiet home run for him. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I think that was the kind of the name of it. If the Mets kind of go quietly here, like nine, nothing instead, uh, it does change the outlook of the following three games because this doubleheader that came right after uh, was pretty integral to who is going to win this series. And obviously things would turn uh, the Mets way. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, Jerry, yeah. your, your oh. note sheet. Uh, what what does it look like right now? Is it oh, like, right now it's is it the, the scrolling. It's of a my fault man? because yeah, I just want you to see it. So it's one hundred percent my fault because I took notes yeah. here at this section, and then I tried to start the the game recap here, Uh-oh. and it was like a a page turner, like an idiot. Come on, <laughs> yeah, that was dumb. And I did the same thing following it. So instead of all my notes being on one page, I have to turn the page like like an amateur. <laughs> Uh, so we're gonna fight through the game two of the doubleheader when I get there. We'll do it. It looks though. heavily detailed though. Like you didn't, it's, you know, short yourself it, out. Yeah, I I did it like I took a bunch of notes late late, and then I tried to like clear them up this morning. Um, I didn't quite have all my coffee in, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> but we'll jump to the doubleheader. Uh, so far, they split the first two games of the series, and David Peterson is back yeah. But in the the, the Mets came out knockout punch you know knocked him down in the first the Braves stood up and said not quite yet knocked us down in the second so it's it's a good one two right there exactly yeah so that's kind of what you want to set the stage for this big two game day uh Peterson back in the bigs he gets the call for this spot start Mets need him to come up big because the bullpen was kind of heavily used the night before and he was very effective in the spot start he had his usual issues with the walks only three walks and three hits had a hit by pitch as the, uh, in there as well but goes five and a third uh no one runs five strikeouts on 81 pitches kind of a quick yank uh from Buck but I think Buck knew when to take him out didn't want him facing the righty there uh, after getting that first out in the six. You know, quit while you're ahead. I kind of like that strategy with Peterson. For his efforts, he gets optioned back to Syracuse right after the game. Strategic move for the Mets, but tough for Petey. Uh, they started the scoring early in this one. Martin Lindor reached again, and Alonzo and Vogie came through again. Back-to-back RBI singles for them. McNeil adds an RBI single of his own in the third inning off, uh, debuting Odo Rizzi, uh, who had a pretty nice start himself, though. Probably could have pitched a little bit better in some of the key spots of the game. Uh, Francisco Lindor smacked a two-run double to center field, overturned from a home run. Looked like a home run to me, uh, but we'll take the runs where we can get them. He had an absolutely hot series. Uh, the Braves did get two back on Acuna and Olsen's RBI singles off Lugo in the seventh. Ottavino came in and finished the inning and pitched into the eighth to bail him out. Otto had another good series as well. And the Mets, after giving up those runs, instantly rallied to grab the runs back and then some, which is what they've been doing all season long when they're right. Canna gets hit by a pitch, Guillaume singles, and James McCann finally gets his first hit back from the I.L. A huge one. He hooks it down the left field line for an RBI single to get the insurance going. The Mets hit four singles in a row and get a sack fly, a deep sack fly to left center field from Lindor to make it 8-2 to two Mets. It should have been a surefire win here, but Yoan Lopez cannot lock down the ninth inning. He gives up three runs on four consecutive hits, so the Mets have to use Edwin Diaz again for the final two outs of the game. He induces the ground ball for an RBI and then strikes out Eddie Rosario, blows him away for the 25th save of his season the Mets win game one of the doubleheader eight to five but they have to use Edwin Diaz so they'll go without him in the nightcap that uh was a really good game David Peterson looked phenomenal like I can't give him enough praise because of how he's handled 
the adversity. Again, the, the bullpen wasn't great for him. Uh, I still think he's fine. and can do well in the bullpen, but he's stepped up. That was a huge outing from him. I felt like the Edwin Diaz pitching in this game was a huge win for the Braves. Yes. They lost the game, but getting to Edwin Diaz, because you know he's done for the series because he threw two innings the day before and then came in and got two outs. You know he's done for the day. You think he's probably done for for the next day too. So to me, that was a huge win for them. Yep. Uh, I think huge moment in the game for sure. Uh, Big out to get uh, in the fifth inning for Peterson was Austin Riley gets the pop out on the 2-0 pitch. Riley could crush that ball in any other inning, but uh, things were just kind of turning the Mets way. And that, you know, solidified Peterson's good outing. Really encouraging stuff by him. It's unfortunate that there's still no spot for him, really. But in this doubleheader spot, it was the perfect place to use Peterson. I'm yep. glad he and he knows started. he knows his role, man. This is yep. a team. He understands. He said it like, look, this is tough, but it is what it is. That brings us to game two of the doubleheader. Game four in the series. Uh, that is Max Scherzer versus Max Freed. Round two of the Battle of the Maxes. Uh, the first one, Scherzer went seven and got the W. Max Freed was coming off a little bit of a hip injury, walked five, kind of out of character, but the Mets won that one. Um, we'll see who wins this one. Mad Max shuts him down in the top of the first. In the bottom of the first, uh, Dansby has an error. And then a Pete Bloop single. Darren Ruff case to end the threat. They got on base but didn't come through. Uh, in the first. Uh, let's bring us to the third after Scherzer's uh, dominating. Bottom of the third, Nito, leadoff double. Nemo pops up a bunt for the first out. Marte walk. Lindor singles to load him up. And Pete Alonso with his huge power and strength, bloops one uh, to knock in the first run of the game. Uh, one nothing Mets. Ruff steps in with the bases juiced uh, and grounds into a potential inning-ending 3-6-1. Uh, but the weird play where Dansby's second error uh, with Max Freed coming over to cover, it gets away from him on the bounce. He tries to go get the ball and throw him out at home. Smacks his head really hard on the ground trying to make an athletic play. Doesn't work out. It went from... One run, so now the Mets are up three to nothing in the bottom of the third. Uh, Freed stays in the game and actually has a pretty good game after that. After that scary look like a possible concussion. Uh, top of the fifth, though, Darno leads off with a double. Uh, Michael Harris the second singles. That's first and third. We get one out. Ahiri Adrianza grounds out to Guillaume at second base. Darno hesitates. Guillaume does the amazing thing that he always does and has great vision and guns him out at the plate with a perfect throw. Uh, and that saves the run there. He gets Acuna to end the threat. Uh, that brings us to the bottom of the six. Pete Alonso in his third hit of the game, his second whoops hit. Um, Ruff forces him in with his own little infield hit. So it's first or it was first and second. They get to second and third on a throwing error from Austin Riley. Eduardo Escobar. Doesn't get it done, but Canna does. Uh, gets Pete on a terrific slide at home. Pete comes in just under Darno. Darno kind of gets hurt and ends up coming out of the game, and uh, that's good news for the Mets because he was killing the ball. Uh, but Pete slides in hard, clean play, kind of jammed up his hip, uh, but that's a 4 nothing lead. Let's move to the top of the seventh. 
Um, the Mets bullpen, uh, we talked about it being taxed. Escobar or Escobar, Edwin Diaz gets used in game one, but Max Scherzer in his biggest start of the year because it's the latest start. Uh, go seven strong, and we needed him to get through at least seven. He's at 92 pitches coming into the inning, but he says, it doesn't matter. I'm going to K the side. Absolutely dominant performance from him. Uh, in the bottom of the seventh, the Mets leaves runner on. Uh, top of the eighth, uh, Michael Gibbons gives up back-to-back doubles to make it four to one. Uh, the bottom of the eighth, Escobar doubles. Naquin knocks him in and steals second. Gets to third after Guillaume lines one off the pitcher and an and out. And Tomas Nito does a little squeeze job. Bloops him in. That goes five to one, six to one. Top of the ninth, uh, Trevor May gives up a solo, will, a meaningless home run to, to Will I Am. Uh, and it's six to two to Mets. Alonso does his thing, three for four. Adds to his RBI total up to 93. Nito gets goes one for three, a double. That big RBI uh, squeeze. Darren Ruff, Canna, Naquin, all add RBIs. But Scherzer is the story of the game for me because he goes seven strong, only four hits, no walks, 11 punch outs. He moves his record to eight and two, and he drops his ERA to under two at 1.98. Mets win both games of the doubleheader, taking three out of four with one big game to go the next day. Yeah, I I still think that game one of the doubleheader was pivotal to kind of set the tone for the day, but uh, I never had a doubt in game two, especially the way that Scherzer was pitching. Uh, it was kind of just a, a game of moments, you know, Guillaume gunning down Darno at home, making that, you know, split second decision, thinking I can get this guy and making a perfect strike to Nito, saving a run, uh, really, you know, kind of changed the outlook of the game there. Uh, Scherzer coming back out for the seventh. I wasn't really sure what the plan was. I knew Givens and May were part of that equation, but Scherzer getting that inning done at 108 pitches to end the night. Uh, really good effort there by him. No walks once again for Scherzer. He's just an absolute wow. control freak recently. Um, and Tyler Naquin, who kind of quietly had a sneaky, very good series, uh, got the insurance run to, run to make it 5-2, to two, stole second base, didn't know he was a threat to do that, moved over Thanks, and scored. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we got a couple catchers that know how to bunt really well, Jeez. Tomas Nito. There was a, a couple of moments. So um, the play at home from Giorme, we talked about how fantastic that was. Nito made a great play at home. Uh, that was bang-bang, could have gone either way. And then Pete Alonso, um, scoring on that ground ball to Riley when Canna grounds it out to third and he goes home. I mean, the replay, they, they challenged it. it. He was called out at home and the replay looks like he touches it. I think it, I I'm shocked that it got overturned. I am too, but it went the Mets way. Um, they took advantage of some errors from Dansby Swanson, uh, who's having just a phenomenal year going on his walk year. Um, but that's what you do, man. You take advantage of it. Six to two. That was huge. Put the ball in play. Good things happen. Put the ball in play. That right, made, so that made, uh, and you didn't have to lock down a save because uh, you didn't need Edwin Diaz because he wouldn't have pitched anyway, which makes that first game in Yoan Lopez a little bit of a phew. Didn't have yeah, to do that. For sure. Uh, it probably still would have been May, I think, but thankful to not have that situation at all. Um, Mets take three of four and they head into the final game on Sunday. Jacob deGrom, after 13 months, makes his return to City Field and they were loud for him. Before he threw 
Um, you know, he got his warm-ups going, and they were playing Simple Man. Kind of chills down everyone's spine. Very, very cool there. Uh, clean first inning for DeGrom. No surprise. Uh, Mets make Spencer Strider throw 29 pitches in the first inning. They do not score because he gets a couple of Ks on Alonzo and Vogelback. There was a weird review in the first with Nimmo. It was pretty much the exact same play that happened against Miami. Last time the Mets got the call, this time they don't. So DeGrom sits for a while, but it does not matter because he's Jacob DeGrom and he strikes out everybody inside. He had four Ks through two innings, six through three innings. Uh, the Mets finally put together a rally in the fourth inning off Spencer Strider, who was labor laboring pretty much this entire time. Uh, Nimmo and Lindor single with one out. They set up a two-run double for Pete Alonso that hits the third base bag and bounces right over Austin Riley. Love to see that. Uh, Vogelback draws a walk and Canna doubles home two runs of his own. Vogelback goes first to home on this double. I couldn't believe it. The replay is one of the best things. Easily. No throw. <laughs> I can I couldn't even believe that. Uh, four nothing Mets. Uh, McNeil doubles later on, advances on a flyout and scores on a wild pitch. The Mets did a lot of that. Just moving runners over and keeping the line moving. Uh, that was in the fifth inning. Five nothing Mets. McNeil has a sneaky ten game hit streak, by the way. Uh, Degrom was the story of this game, though. Otherworldly in his return to New York, his second start back from injury. Five and two thirds, two earned runs is not reflective at all about how dominant this Greek god was. One hit, one walk that came on his final two batters. Twelve strikeouts. Uh, he was perfect through five and two-thirds before those final two batters. Uh, he threw 16 sliders to the Braves. They swung at 16 sliders. They missed on all of them. 16 whiffs there for Jacob deGrom. They fouled, uh, they fouled one off. They got one off in the sixth, I believe. Yeah, yep, that was it was the in first the sixth. Innings. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was Michael Harris' second fouled one off. A lot there. of credit to the Braves. They fouled off one side. <laughs> Good for that. Good for that. <laughs> Sorry for interrupting. Go ahead. Uh, Joely Rodriguez came into the game after uh, for DeGrom, came under a lot of fire, uh, kind of linked to the Mets not getting a lefty at the deadline. He silences his haters, which, you know, kind of included me, so I'll own up to that. I didn't believe in Joely. He had a fantastic outing in this one. Two and a third innings, he gets all seven outs there. One hit allowed, no walks, no earned runs, four strikeouts on 30 pitches. Just a lot of guys stepping up in huge ways to aid the, uh, aid the Mets' bullpen. Uh, this was his game for sure. He threw 70% changeups, which was the most in any of his career outings, so maybe a new game plan for Joely going forward. And then surprise, surprise for the Braves, Edwin Diaz is available today. Actually, he comes in for the ninth inning, and wouldn't you know it, he strikes out the side, lowering his ERA to 1.39 on the season. Atlanta is 2-for-19 with 12 strikeouts and zero walks against Edwin Diaz this season. Uh, he's now struck out the side in a save seven times this year. Uh, the Braves didn't get an at-bat with runners in scoring position all game long. Multi-head games for Nimmo, Lindor, Nito. Alonso's up to 95 RBIs. The Mets win this one 5-2. They take 4-5. They are in the absolute peak of their season as they are now 70-39 and 39 and tied with the Yankees for the best record in New York. How about that? Good work. What a game. What a series. Let's go over game five. Yep. Uh, Jacob deGrom was stellar. Interstellar, even. What did Keith uh, call him? Keith called him like an Olympian god, I think, right? I'm not sure. I think it was All like I know is that, that he is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, perfect through five and two thirds, then gives up a walk and then Dansby gets him. Um, but he was just spectacular. The home uh, run looked like a glitch in my TV. I could not believe somebody made that solid of contact off him. That's, That's what happened when you was. throw that hard, when you throw that hard, all you got to do is find the barrel yep. and the ball's going to go far. He's given up his home runs in his career. It's because he's nasty. 
Um, but it I just blown away the at bat. Like, first of all, shout out to Mets fans. Yeah. Or how locked into this whole series and especially this game, they were uh, chills watching the game when Nito right off the bat, Nito's like fouling pitches off and, and ends up getting a single They were They were into it, clapping on the foul balls, understanding that they're getting to the bullpen, like just, just great job. Uh, I really wish uh, they had some things go their way this series. We talked about some of the plays, um, that ball that hit the bag, you know, those things go your way, not all the time. And so it's nice for them to take advantage of it. That weird play in the first after Nimmo has that amazing at bat. And then they, they, the umpire calls them out and then it messes with it the same thing in Miami. I still don't know how that's doing Like in the post game, this is the epitome of Buck Walter. Yeah. In the post game, they ask him about it. And he's like, Hey, first of all, I don't want to get anybody in trouble and say what they said. He goes, but I'm baffled. And he says, I always use things as a teaching moment. And so he took it from that point of view. He goes, what do I teach there? He goes, it's inconsistent. He goes, how do, cause we're going to talk about it as a group. And what I'm, what I'm going to say is I, I have no idea. And that is unacceptable in a big league ball game because when, when Buck Showalter knows more than everybody out there on that field and he's like, you're wrong. Yeah. I love so, to tweet about that. Nobody knows the rules better than Buck. Nobody does. And so uh, for him to go through that and for the Mets to not allow that to affect them. That was amazing. You know, they, they, that's just what they do. They put their head down, they get to work. Don't let anything affect them. Uh, just fantastic overall series. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, the Mets tied a franchise record in a nine inning game for strikeouts with 19 right up there with David Cohn and Tom Seaver. Pretty good company. If you ask yeah. me the, well, um, well, in game five, it was supposed to be this like amazing strider rightfully so came in they're like this guy's a gunslinger this is going to be a nasty duel and the Mets said I don't think so their offense fought him made him work whereas on the other side of that the other end of the duel they didn't even touch DeGrom like he was carving it was unbelievable so I mean and I don't even necessarily think Strider pitched all that bad I just think that he had a a ton of at-bats go more than six pitches and like those things add up. It's death by a thousand cuts when you're just constantly fouling off balls and putting balls on the ground and making everybody work more than they have to. Um, I thought this this uh, line was pretty interesting. Only one brave starter has pitched into the seventh inning this entire season against the Mets in 12 games. So every single time the game plan has been exactly the same, work long counts, you know, string together rallies. And even if those rallies, like the first inning rally where they made him throw 29 pitches, even if they yield no runs, you've already won the first inning because you've made Strider basically eliminate an inning of his outing, you know? Yeah, it's a big W like that when you fight. And when you're all of your pitches, all of your at-bats, there's nothing, there's no break, man. You can't take a breath because you're, and mentally that's exhausting for a starting pitcher to never be able to take a deep breath because when he's out there, he's fucking laboring. It's it's a grind and you can see it kind of wear on a young guy like that. He got ground down a little bit. Yep. And I mean, uh, I think the best part of the series, probably maybe one of the most unsung parts was all the trade acquisitions showing up in a big way, especially from the offensive side. Uh, Naquin, Vogelback and rough. They combined to go 10 for 29 
uh, three home runs, eight RBI, seven runs, a stolen base, and three walks. And I just think that if you put Dom, JD, and Jankowski in all of those spots, the Mets maybe don't get the same offensive production. So you can say a lot about the Mets not going out and getting that eighth inning guy, and I still think they should have, and they probably could have. But at the same time, I feel really, really good about this platoon. It's a different lineup every night, but all these guys seem to be thriving from these new roles, even Eduardo Escobar, who had been a starter before. You, you retweeted it this morning. James Schiano on Twitter yep. uh, had it noted because those acquisitions – huge and it, and the ability for buck to put them in um opportunities to be successful against you know the correct handed pitcher uh, it's it's an advantage yes. and shout out to we're about to do apples um we have a lot to to dive through <laughs> no. it's going to be the hardest one of the year by probably. far yeah, probably yeah probably a shout out to Billy Epler, who's deserving of a nomination. He can't win because he's not a player. But <laughs> uh, those acquisitions, man, uh, for for the fans and, you know, everybody was disappointed in the trade deadline because we didn't land a big name and it felt like every other contender got great. It's not looking like it's bad. We, got, we uh, a deep team got deeper, so exactly, and also we got a pretty big name in Max Scherzer in the offseason. Let's not forget. Let's yeah, not forget. Pretty good. All right, man. Like you said, maybe the hardest apple of the entire season. I'm still not entirely sure who I'm going to pick. Um, yeah, I have to think. I mean, let's let's run through run through I gotta the read nominees. Off these numbers. They're so. First of all. He won't win, but Tomas Nito had a very, very nice series at the Thank play. you. I'm very glad you nice put it series. in because I was going to highlight it as well. Tomas Nito, like four for 10 with a run scored, a big run scored, uh, two doubles, an RBI, a walk, a sack, sack bunt on the squeeze play. Played great, like just a fantastic series. And for him to put together those types of at-bats makes the lineup unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Nimmo uh, went six for 20, but I think a bigger part of it was the amount of counts that he worked in this series. Kind of looked like old Nimmo again, working a lot of long at-bats. He drew three walks, which was really nice to see. Uh, two runs, two doubles, an RBI there as well. Lindor looked so awesome in this series. He really looked like the guy that you're paying out all that money for every year. Eight for 18, he scored six runs in five games, which is crazy. A double, three RBI, and three walks. He was all over the place, all over the ball. But I think it does come down to these final four guys that we have here. I, I really do. But it's tough. I, I'm going to let you go first because I feel like I okay. always go first. And this is a tough one to go first on. So, so I'm throwing you into the fire. All right. So Max Scherzer went seven innings and a stellar outing with 11 punch outs in a, in a double header to seal the deal. I can't pick him. I can't pick tough. him. He's incredible, deserving. <laughs> Jacob Degrom was absolutely perfect until the the home run, but five and two thirds, twelve punches. Can't pick him. Damn, this is so hard. I know. <laughs> so for me, it's only these two guys, these okay. two offensive, the three hole, the four hole. Pete Alonso went eight for nineteen, scored four runs, had a double homer, seven RBI, and five walks. Jesus, he had the game-winning RBI in all four wins, but I can't pick him. Damn, oh I it has to be Francisco <laughs> Lindor for me. He wow, went eight, okay, eight for eighteen. Yeah, Francisco Lindor. He wow. went eight for eighteen, scored six 
runs, had a big double, those three RBI, those three walks. He allowed Pete Alonso to be in those positions. Pete had a bunch of bloop hits that went his way. Uh, he crushed the homer. But to me, Lindor has been doing it. He set the table unbelievable at bats, always competitive. He is in an absolute groove right now. I think for me, he was the MVP of this series because of how consistent he was. I like so that a lot. Glendor is the apple of my eye. Even with this great series, I don't even think Lindor was like the flashy pick, but I do love what you said. Like Alonzo doesn't get that stat line if Lindor and, you know, Marte and Nimmo as well aren't getting on every single time ahead of him and he's cleaning the table there. Uh, Alonzo had such a good series. He had a really good I'm still a little torn. Like um, I think an obvious pick would have been DeGrom if not for that little blemish on the Swanson home run. 12 strikeouts is insane. He looked absolutely stellar. Uh, Max gave us that seventh inning when we needed it so so bad, um, but I think I think I'm going with Edwin Diaz. I Whoa! Think I, I think I'm going with I Edwin Diaz. I forgot to even mention Edwin I Diaz. Who I went, think I'm going with Edwin good for Diaz. You. So I, I have a lot to say about Edwin. I have a lot. I have a lot to say. Uh, first of all, just the stat line: three and two thirds, uh, no earned runs, no walks, one measly hit, seven strikeouts, and three saves in a five-game set. Um, this the, the story of this series changes dramatically if Edwin Diaz is even a shred of his 2021 self or his 2020 self. Uh, instead, he is maybe the most impressive relief pitcher I've ever gotten to see uh, live on the Mets. Um, I thought it was really interesting that, one, he already uh, has as many strikeouts as he did last year in about 25 less innings. I thought which it was one fewer. One less. I think it's 88 to 89, but still 20, uh, 18 less innings and only one less strikeout, and that's how dominant he's been. Um, something about Edwin Diaz this year has changed. We, we, we can look into the analytics of it. We can analyze his slider and the devastating movement and run of that, but I just think that mentally Edwin Diaz has embraced New York now. New York has fully embraced Edwin Diaz, uh, and I think it's also something with the trumpets too. I think Edwin Diaz has the best entrance in baseball. I saw this from One Shining Mets. He's a listener of the pod. He posts some of my favorite stats on Twitter, so shout out to him. Before Edwin Diaz began using the Trumpets intro, he had a 4.41 ERA. Since he started using the Trumpets intro, 2.58, nearly two runs lower since he got that intro. When did he start intro. using the trumpet? I think it was 2021. I think it was yeah, somewhere in last there? year, the beginning yeah, of last year. That's um, nice. Listen, there were a lot of questions about the Mets bullpen. I still think that adding an eighth inning guy would have made this team a little bit more complete than they already are. Uh, but Diaz coming in for six outs in that first game uh, was absolutely chills-inducing. Uh, Diaz shocking everybody by coming out on the Sunday game when uh, I think Braves fans and Braves hitters maybe were expecting to not see him. Um, I think the Mets might have the best three pitchers in baseball all on the same team in Jacob deGrom. Max Scherzer and Edwin Diaz and in a game where you have to face an Olympian god in Jacob deGrom who goes five and two-thirds perfect and then at the end you don't even get a break because you have to face Edwin Diaz too and he's going to strike out the side again uh that last game on Sunday I think was probably my favorite of the series and uh Edwin Diaz you just expect him to strike out the side at this point it feels unfair to expect that of him but that's exactly what I expect every single time I expect nobody to make contact I don't expect him to throw three balls in account let alone four uh, he has been absolutely incredible and he is the apple of my eye I mean, glorious I think gosh 
Edwin Diaz was unbelievable. He's so electric at the end. He seals the deal. Like before you even get there, you're like, man, we lost. It's if over. You're, you're like, we got to face Diaz. It's over. I forget what their uh, record. I, it's they a travesty. Shout out to Lindor for stealing this one for me from yeah. Pete Alonso. I mean, had I known you were going to pick Diaz, I think I would have switched to Alonso, but I still love Lindor. Go with your gut. I, I love Lindor there. He, he, his at bats. Uh, it's amazing. What a series. Um, I wish I did better recaps because the games deserve that. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it was fire, dude. Fire. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm still a little out of breath from it all. Um, yeah, it was uh, you know a big weekend for John Boy Media too, obviously, but uh, just a, a huge, I think, memorable weekend for this Mets season uh, overall. Um, I had been highlighting this five game series for like two months. I had my eye on it forever, and I was just saying like if they can take three and gain a game and just continue to set statements, it would be huge. And instead, they went out and they took four. Their lead is up to six and a half now. They have that four-gamer with the Braves next week and then only that three-gamer at the end, and that's it. So the Braves are really running out of chances to try and make a statement against the Mets. And it seems like every time we've just looked like the better team, a team with the game plan, a team that knows how to attack their pitchers and lengthen counts and exhaust their bullpen. And those are the strategies that are going to continue to win you games and, uh, you know, keep you alive against your opponents. And this is a good opponent. This is still a good Braves team that we shouldn't discount them just because we're beating them. This is still a solid lineup that hits a ton of home runs. Acuna still torched us, you know, like you should be proud of us. I'm, I'm not, I'm not writing off the Braves. I yeah. still think the division is still uh, up in the air because the Braves are still really good team. Um, we got the best of them. It's that they'll say the same thing. Uh, but it's still only, you know, early August. Yep. You know, where we still have five weeks of baseball, six weeks of regular season baseball. A lot can happen. I've seen it on both ends. Yep. Uh, so you got to keep your head down. But this is the difference. Buck Showalter and the leadership in that clubhouse have this team not letting off the gas. Like they they play Cincinnati here, which should be an easy win. Last year's team, the last couple of years team might have a little hiccup here yep. coming out of a big series win, but I expect them to beat their team. They don't play down to their, their opponent's level. They never play down. They play Mets brand baseball every single game. And that's, to me, that's how you win a full season. That's how you win a division against a, a really good team like the Braves is you can't have letdowns. And I don't expect them to start today against the Reds. Yeah, uh, this is not the 2021 Mets that felt comfortable with that lead. This is a team that really stepped on the neck of this series, and I fully expect them to continue doing so. Um, really exciting uh, roster news as well. Uh, my guy, Tyler McGill, could be a reinforcement for the Mets very, very soon. He's scheduled to throw his first bullpen session next Saturday, looking at a late August, early September uh, return from the I.L., as a reliever so i mean if the mets need more bullpen help which you know the bullpen had its hiccups in the series but ultimately fared pretty well against the braves uh that could be a huge piece and i'm just excited to see him back on the mound healthy i think that can be a game changer in the playoffs if he's embraces that role and lets his fastball eat and his he's feeling healthy i think he could be an absolute weapon to have out of the bullpen like a legitimately like we're gonna go to him before diaz kind of a weapon yeah i think that could be really really exciting 
Uh, we also, you know, Joe, Joey Rodriguez, you know, he said, I'm the lefty of this bullpen. This is my role. He really made that statement on Sunday. But old friend Joey Lucchese recovering from Tommy John surgery. He could also make a late season return as well. He's began throwing. So it's nice to see. Uh, old and new Mets friends uh, recovering from their injuries, respectively. Also, Adonis Medina gets the call back up to the club with uh, David Peterson's option. Uh, so the Mets have bullpen relief. They have the depth going. It's just figuring out which guys are going to go where and which guys are going to be uh, part of the stretch run going forward. But, yeah, uh, I mean, uh, Lucchese coming back, good for him. That was kind of a punch in the gut to a yeah. team. Um, you know, that was a tough loss for them last year. They kind of needed him. He was pitching really well. Uh, but this is where we are, you know, this yeah. is, he could, he could possibly make a run. I don't think he's a traditional lefty anyway, yeah. but Joely Rodriguez has pitched great. He said on the lefty, like you said, uh, but very good. So what do we, we got next, do? Jerry? What yeah. We so next? we have a big series coming in. We got the Cincinnati Reds stepping into Queens to battle your New York Mets coming off a four out of five winning series against the Atlanta Braves. But Game one is Chris Bassett, the only starter that didn't face those Braves, coming off a good win. Uh, he is 8-7 and seven with a 3-6-1. He's going against a oh, familiar foe, Justin Dunn, making his 2022 debut for the Reds after being traded from the Mariners. He's facing off against his team that made him a first-round draft pick in the New York Mets. Former first-round draft, Justin Dunn, coming to Queens to face his first team. He's definitely going to want to make a statement because you'll never – forget your first love mm -hmm. uh dunn will make his first obviously appearance uh for 2022 hunter green will not be pitching because he went on the 15 day uh il mike moustakas three for 12 his career against uh bassett with a homer but the bassett coming off his uh outing against the nationals went seven shut dunn pitched to a 3.75 era and 11 starts for the mariners last season but again coming off of the il Game two, Cookie Carrasco, after his stellar outing with six strong for the Mets, uh, going up against Mike Miner, who's one and eight with a six ERA. Mark Canna, his career versus Miner, six for 18 with three home runs. That's it. No big deal. Not a big deal. Uh, that is a monster. Uh, Vogi, Vogelback, two for seven with two home runs against Miner. I'm pretty sure those two guys are going to be in the lineup. Joey Votto against Cookie, though, six for 16 with a homer. Uh, Carrasco, since July began, four and oh. 36 innings pitched, 1.5 ERA, 33 Ks to 10 walks. Unbelievable. Uh, the other end of that, Mike Miner has surrendered 16 home runs this year in 56 innings, hence the six ERA. Ouch. Yikes. Game three, the last game of this series, Taiwan Walker looking to bounce back after he caught a cleat but didn't use it as an excuse. He'll be fine. Uh, he's going up against Robert Duggar who's the name I've never heard before. Uh, he's 0-1 with a 6-7-5 ERA, Stephen Duggar's brother. Maybe. I know. Maybe. That's Duke I don't Arr, know. I think. I don't know. Duggar has not pitched more than four innings with the Reds in a game. The Reds are 41-41 and since beginning the season, three for 22. So they played five, three and 22 to start the year, your first 25 games. Hard to dig out of that one. Yeah, but they played 500 baseball. They've got some pieces. Joey Votto is still a Hall of Famer. Uh, going to be very good. Taiwan kind of needs this. He's been great all season long. We don't need him to be anything other than himself, but I think he would like to bounce back and have a stellar outing. That is your three game set versus the Cincinnati Reds. 
What do you got? That's what do I got? Justin what Dunn do pitching got? game one is fun. I like that. Glad he's back up in the bigs. Kind of feel like he probably should have been up all season. Kind of weird that it's only happening now. Don't know if that was an injury thing or a it was. A, I thing. think it was an injury thing. Okay. Uh, that makes and then more sense. he just never was good. Like he was never healthy. Yeah. All right. Well, he's back up. He had a good 2021 with the Mariners. Uh, still surprised by that trade a little bit. I mean, it kind of worked out for them. They got Winker and Suarez, but Justin Dunn was a solid piece. Oh, I thought you were talking about Justin Dunn. No, 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 no. That Kelnick. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, that I'm a huge fan of now. Don't you worry. I'm a huge fan of that trade. Um, ah, it's weird how time changes things. It's very, right? very strange. Um, Cookie Carrasco has been awesome since July. Um, Chris Bassett. Yeah, it's interesting that we didn't see him in the last series. It feels like we saw a performance from pretty much every single Met on the roster, but Bassett was kind of the odd one out. Bassett, that's, start. The sto- that's the story of being a starter, man. I know, he man. just takes series off. Must yeah. be so nice. Kind of fun. He was, you know. Yeah, just... but he 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 went seven shutout against the Nationals. Right. Uh, he's looking to get in on the fun. I guarantee you he saw all of his battery mates doing well, and he's like, don't leave me out. It's probably itching right now. He probably wants Guarantee to pitch so it. bad. But I'm excited to see Justin Dunn. I know he's going to have a little bit of extra emotions because, you know, the Mets drafted him and traded him away. Uh, he wants to make a statement to say, you know, you you messed up, even though you got, excuse me, Edwin Diaz, I've got a long, good career ahead of me, and this is where it starts uh, for you to say, I'm sorry I missed you. <laughs> Taken right after Justin Dunn in that year's draft, Gavin Lux for the Dodgers. Pretty interesting. Okay. 20th pick there. Yeah, so uh, game one, I think, is the one to keep your eye on. Hunter Green goes to the 15-day IL, so Justin Dunn is in the bigs. I had also never heard of Robert Duggar before, not Steven Duggar's brother, because they spell their last name differently, so there you go. Uh, but, yeah, this should be a series win for the Mets, and it's exactly what you said. Oh, A-R and E-R at A-R the end, right? E-R. Okay, I was like, what? I-R? Oh, yeah. You no, are. I was thinking like one G, dude. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's exactly what you said before. The Mets need to keep the foot on the pedal. Don't ease up just because it's the Reds. They have been playing good ball since that horrendous start, forty-one and forty-one. Uh, so yeah, just you know, keep your eye on the prize. Keep winning series, and uh, you got the Phillies coming up right after. That should be a fun weekend set. Yeah, Noah Syndergaard, Zach Wheeler. Uh, the Phillies are playing good baseball, man. So, but don't take this one off. I uh, have faith in Buck Showalter and and the leaders in that clubhouse again to be like, all right, we just had a great series against our division rival. Let's keep our you know foot on the gas because they can lose and the Braves can win every single day. It's never over. Exactly. All right, man. I think where uh, we are. Where we are in the standings? What? Is oh it? yeah, you know, I guess. So we're officially doing standings. Watch, are we? Okay, you're there. Right. You're I there. didn't know that, but that's I asked because I'm curious. <laughs> so it makes sense to start doing that. Let's see. The Mets. They have a six and a half game lead. They're seventy and thirty-nine. Uh, the Braves sit at sixty-four and forty-six. The Phillies are nine and a half back at sixty and forty-eight. They are in a playoff spot in the NL Wild Card. Uh, and the Mets are just five games behind of the only other team that's hotter than them since the beginning of July, the Los Angeles Dodgers, who just keep on sweeping everybody in sight. They swept the Giants. They swept the Padres, even though they got Juan Soto and all those pieces. They are the team to beat. And uh, the they Mets, made they, some statements. they, they have made a real shot this one seed, but the Dodgers everybody, are just really good. Everybody in San Diego feeling real good about their trade deadline, and the, the, the Dodgers are like, I don't care who you had it. Still the team to be. It's crazy. That's so crazy over there. Uh, they they what was that? The oh oh four oh five Red Sox or like who's your daddy? You remember yeah. that at all? Pedro. 
Yeah, Pedro's Yankees your daddy. daddy. That's yeah. the dad. The Dodgers are like, hey, yeah, you guys did great, but we're still we're still the big brother here. Well, I think if I am recognizing the playoff format correctly, if the Padres win their series, they play the Dodgers in the NLDS. I mean, that is. I have no idea. I, I don't really know either. Far. I could have just made that up. So, oh, it could be. Uh, and I also have no idea, so I will be. <laughs> I'll tell you the truth that I'm not there. Yeah. That's all right. Could be fabricated, could be a lie, could be a truth. I don't know. We said it, so it's true. It's actually yeah, that's true. That's true. That's right. That's how media works. All right, Jerry. You got anything else? All right. That was exhausting. That was exhausting. That was a good one. But uh, you know, I'm excited for just to watch some of the warehouse stuff you guys had going on. I wasn't able to attend, so somebody it'll spoiled be... my performance yeah. for you. What? Sad. Somebody spoiled my performance for you. Well, not somebody. Many, many of folk were very pumped. That's cool. Yeah. But you so, guys will have to uh, wait and see. Yeah, me too. I can't wait. Think no but for Jolly, I'm Jerry. And we'll see you guys after the Red Series. On Thursday. Let's go Mets. Let's go Mets. Enjoy it, Mets fans. Gosh, DeGrom. Six and a half. What a lead. It makes me so happy. Oh, I love watching that guy pitch. But... Let's go nuts.